Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey y'all, welcome to today's Sunday special. Today we are going over some news, but we're going to go over two, actually. We're going to go over two articles, mostly because they're both relatively short and I prefer my Sunday specials be kind of long so the first one we're going to be talking about chris harris litchfield and the whole modified gr yaris twitter crap storm that we saw what almost a month ago now or er certainly earlier this month that's for sure so we're finally going to get into it from an article from car scoops what happened oh i think i saw i follow a lot of car journalists or automotive journalists on twitter uh, i think mostly thanks to my sister uh Though I think I did follow Chris Harris on my own. Maybe I did. And in, in any case, I saw it not because it was trending on Twitter, but because it was all in my feed. And it looked like... Oh, wait, no, someone retweeted it. That's what happened. But still, it looked like a crap storm of awfulness. So, uh, what happened, right? I think that's what a lot of us are probably thinking. What the mess happened with, uh, with Litchfield, Chris Harris, the GR Yaris, and all that good stuff? Because... Oh boy, did it look like some drama. So let's start reading. A tweet by respected automotive journalist and top your host Chris Harris has recently set off what, ha what he has later described as a kerfuffle, prompting social media users to launch into their own minor whodunit, questioning which influencer had overstepped the mark. The series of events started when Harris tweeted about an influencer offering Ian Litchfield of Litchfield Motors the chance to install the tuning company's suspension components on a project car. The catch, because there always is one, was that the independent parts maker would have to provide the suspension FOC, stump up on a stump up a sum of twenty five thousand pounds, around thirty four thousand five hundred dollars at current exchange rates, plus pay a percentage of future sales. Harris stopped short stopped short of naming the individual or organization, simply saying he knows who he is, and that Harris may reveal the name one day. The tweet sent social media into a guessing game, as the GR Yaris is the number one hot hot property in the influencer market, several social media stars seem to fit the bill. In one reply to the tweet, though, it was suggested the vlogger in question might have been Shmee150, to which his manager, Mark Rutten, leaped forward with an immediate denial, saying, we would never ask such a thing. Here, let me reread Chris Harris's tweet, word for word. An influencer just offered my pal at Litchford, Litch, Litchford, Litchfield, UK, the chance for him to put, the, to put suspension on his Yaris GR for free and pay him £25,000 for the privilege, plus a percentage of future sales. He knows who he is. Might tell you his name one day. Shameful. Then we have the next tweet from Mark Rutten. It is not at Shmi150. We would never ask such a thing. What James has done here is a disgrace to our community. First he steals the idea of our successful Red RS project, then he sees our Yaris project and decides he can ask this kind of money at our friends at Litchfield UK. Written proceeded to call out an individual named James for not only stealing the idea of Shmi's successful Red RS project, but for copying the same concept with regards to their ongoing GR Yaris. Although Rutten's tweet didn't tag any individual, the internet quickly pointed fingers on YouTuber James Williams Walker, also known as Mr. JWW. 
Mr. JWW, co-founder of the Production Bunker, is described on his website as a writer for the Sunday Times and a presenter across various channels, ranging from Formula E to product launches and car adverts. His YouTube channel has over 600,000 subscribers, while his Instagram page has just under 350,000 followers. Two days after the initial tweet, Harris released a podcast hosting Ian Litchfield as a guest. Harris, along with his co-presenter Edward Lovett, went over some of the incidents' finer points while questioning his own stance on the matter, and whether Harris himself may have been out of touch with the modern age of influencer marketing. Litchfield, who claims to be a small, independent parts maker with narrow margins, went on to clarify that the request, that the request for £25,000 plus commissions was made out of the blue via a cold call. A day later, Walker issued a statement via Instagram towards the false claims being circulated in a lengthy message. He denies ever having direct contact with Litchfield Motors and would not endorse the practices mentioned in the initial post. He does, however, go on to say that an agency he worked with did in fact contact Litchfield, but that conversations had been ongoing, refuting the cold call accusation. Walker went on to reiterate that he does enter commercial agreements from time to time. I only ever do so where the commercial agreement is beneficial both to the channel and to the client, says the post on the Mr. JWW page. I've invited the third party involved to join me on a podcast. I'd like to address this, this situation in person. In the interest of total transparency on my part, I believe this is what the audience deserves. What do you think about the situation? Was Harris right to call out what he believed were, were unethical practices? Should Litchfield Motors have refrained from disclosing the communications or are influencers justified in making sponsorship demands? Next, we have some admittedly old but still news on VW, Lamborghini, Ducati, and, well, sort of, Bugatti. VW keeping Lamborghini and Ducati but is still mum on Bugatti. This article was written on December 14th, 2020, so again, it's a little bit old, but I thought it was, it was still an interesting piece, so you might still want to know some info. Volkswagen's uh, supervisory board has determined the fate of Lamborghini and Ducati. While there was speculation that both brands could be sold or spun off, the board decided Lamborghini and Ducati will remain part of the Volkswagen group. The company didn't say much about their decision, but their statement didn't mention Bugatti at all. That's rather curious, as the brand was also under review, and there were rumors that Bugatti would be bought by Rimac as part of a share exchange. As far as I know, clearly that hasn't happened yet. While Bugatti's fate remains unclear, the VW overlords decreed a, re a reorganization which will see Bentley being put under the management responsibility of Audi brand as of March 1st, 2021. Well, it's the 14th, so Bentley is now under Audi, folks! Oh, God! In other news, the board threw their support behind CEO Herbert Herbert, sorry, Diaz, I hope I got that last name, well, frankly, and the first name right. As I said, the executive has had a major impact on Volkswagen since 2015, and without his commitment, the transformation of the company would not have been so consistent and successful. As a result, Diaz isn't going anywhere as, in the upcoming years, the board of management of Volkswagen AG will implement the strategy with Herbert Diaz at the top. Again, I really hope I got your name right. Last but not least, the company announced a mysterious new Volkswagen model which will be built in Wolfsburg and is being billed as a future-leading electric vehicle. It will be supported by an Artemis-style project, which bundles all activities from the development of the vehicle up to production. Little is known about the vehicle at this point, but the Wolfsburg plant is slated to become a pioneering factory for the highly automated manufacture of, uh, of electric vehicles. The automated nature of the plant is designed to cut costs, and that's part of a larger effort to reduce material and fixed costs in the next few years. Alrighty, well, considering this this episode was <laughs> really, really short, let's do one more article. And this one I came across, I think, after I did the last, not this weekend's, but last weekend's weekly news roundup, and I was kind of curious. 
So, new 2022 Mercedes C-Class, all the international engine variants broken down. This was quite interesting because it sounds like there's a lot of different engines, and that basically is a recipe for confusion in my mind. So I thought, hey, well, this would be a good article to get into, and considering how short this uh, Sunday special has been so far, how about we lengthen it just a little bit by going into this one, this article. The new C-Class is slated to launch stateside in early 2022, with only one engine initially uh, available. While we expect more models to be introduced in due course, including a plug-in hybrid model, the W206C class will go on sale in Europe in the summer of 2021. In Europe and across the globe, the new C class will launch with a broader range of engines. The selection on offer will include a 1.5 liter petrol motor and multiple four-cylinder diesel models. All engine configurations will be electrified, with Mercedes employing a 48-volt electric electrical architecture and belt-integrated starter generators to harvest and deploy electric boost. All cars will feature Mercedes's 9-speed transmission, while all-wheel drive is an option on some models. The formatic system will have the ability to send more power to the front wheels than the outgoing model could. So, we have two petrol motors and three models. The C180 and the C200 models will both feature a 1.5-liter four-cylinder engine. Combined with the mild hybrid system, the 170 horsepower or 172 PS C180 will do 0 to 60, or 96 kilometers per hour, in 8.6 seconds, and has 194 pound-feet, or 263 newton meters of torque. The C200 features a 204 horsepower, or 207 PS, and 221 pound-feet, or 300 newton meters state of tune, with 0 to 60, or 96, mile, uh, 96 kilometers per hour, done in a more respectable 7.3 seconds. Europe and other nations will also get the C300 as offered in the US. Until the AMG options are AMG options are released, the C300 will be the fastest non-FEV, doing the 0 to 60 or 96 kilometer per hour sprint in under 6 seconds and outputting 255 horsepower, 259 PS, and 295 pound-feet or 400 newton meters of torque. The diesel gang gets two liter get two liter motors. Fans of Cole will be happy to hear that, unlike other marks, there are no plans to ditch diesel for the W206. All three diesel models feature two liter engines. The range kicks off with the 163 horsepower or 165 PS, 280 pound-feet or 380 newton meters C200D. The C200D makes a 0 to 60 sprint or 0 to 96 kilometer per hour sprint in 7.7 seconds. Next up is the 200 horsepower, 202 PS, 325 pound-feet or 440 newton meters C220D. That's just 0.4 seconds faster for the 0 to 60 sprint or 0 to 96 kilometer per hour sprint which is a number of 7.3 seconds. The fastest of the lot, though, will be the C300D, with a 0 to 60 number, or a 0 to 96 km per hour number, of 5.7 seconds, and a power output of 265 horsepower, which is more than the petrol, or 269 PS, but 400 pound-feet, or 550 newton meter of torque. Oh, wait, no, so it's more torque and more horsepower. I see, I see. Valve launched soon after. The plug-in hybrid C300E will feature a 25.4 kilowatt hour battery pack, which Mercedes says won't intrude upon interior space. The C300E's electric-only range will double nearly that of the outgoing car from 34 miles or 54 kilometers to 62 miles or 99 kilometers of the WLTP cycle. The C300E will pack a punch with a combined output of 304 horsepower or 308 PS and 406 pound-feet of torque or 550 newton meters of torque. The C300E will have the ability to travel electric only up to 87 miles per hour or 139 kilometers per hour. Plug-in hybrid models will feature air suspension in the back as standard to compensate for the extra weight, but the Airmatic air suspension option is available across most outgoing models of the C-Class has been dropped. Okay, 
So the aromatic air suspension option for most of the models has been dropped for this new generation C-Class. Oof! The C300E will feature DC fast charging, unusual for a FEV. That means that the onboard batteries can be juiced in just 30 minutes via a 55 kilowatt hour charger. The FEV can also self-charge via multiple recharging drive modes, with up to 100 kilowatts being recoverable when coasting or braking. Now obviously, faster models are in the works. As of yet, we know very little about the AMG models that Mercedes has no doubt planned. What we do know though, is that they won't feature the fire-breathing V8s we've become accustomed to. Instead, they'll be replaced with heavily electrified 2-liter hybrids. LAME! You're lame! That's not cool. Not jazz pandas. That sucks, Mercedes. They could have at least done V6s. At least V6s still sound good. They could have at least done hybridized V6s. Come on. Or even small displacement V8s. Dang it. <sighs> it's understood that there are two versions in development, which include the top flight C63 and a halfway house that could adopt the C53 moniker. The ICE that may feature is understood to be a version of what powers the current Mercedes AMG 45 range, expected to be... Expect power to be in the 500 to 600 horsepower range. During the launch, we were also made aware of an upcoming all-terrain version of the C-Class based on the wagon. There's also a diesel hybrid in the works, possibly under the name of C300DE. A plug-in plug diesel hybrid will likely be one of the fastest models on offer, but is unlikely to be available outside of Europe. Anyway, that is going to be it for this Sunday special. I know, really, really short, but I haven't... Most of the really long articles are Rodent Track, and they're really, really long, and they also have the new, like, exclusive thing, and I've run out, unfortunately, so I can't read those until April. When April hits, though, I will definitely be reading those, and I'll find more articles around the web that are also rather, length rather lengthy, because, hey, that's the point of a Sunday special. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, but by, by the way, by the way, I almost forgot, we're stre we're, we are streaming on Twitch tomorrow, Cody's Car Conundrum, go to Twitch, type in Cody's Car Conundrum. Five-year anniversary podcast, we're going to be building the new LEGO Wrangler set, the new LEGO Jeep Wrangler set. Finally getting around to doing that, thank God. Also, I just realized, I forgot to say in uh, yesterday's podcast episode what I thought of the looks of the new GT, Porsche 911 GT350. Uh, I'm warming up to the front. I'm not a big fan of the square-off nose of really all 992 911s now, but it is what it is. I do like the swan, the swan neck rear wing, though. That... That is quite interesting, a very race car, very Porsche race car-ish, actually. But for the most part, I like it. Front end, I think, is better than... I prefer it to the normal 911 models, but I don't prefer it to the 991.2 generation 911 GT3s. But anyway, I do hope you all enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast if you're watching on YouTube. And please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. I really do appreciate it if you do. Please make sure to hit the little notification bell and all notifications. That way you're, you know, notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have to want the Podbean mobile app, hey, not a problem. Just make sure to boot up wherever you get your podcasts before you set off. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. Again, I am streaming tomorrow on Twitch, Cody's Car Conundrum, 12 p.m. We are going to be building the Lego Wrangler. Hope you all enjoyed. I will see you well tomorrow. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. 
Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more Full Throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.